Text us or call us and join the conversation. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. Walking in the sunshine, sing a little sunshine song. Put a smile upon your face as if there's nothing wrong. Think about a good time had a long time ago. Think about forgetting about your worries and your woes. Walking in the sunshine, sing a little sunshine song. And indeed, you can walk in sunshine today. It's going to be a sunny day, daytime high up to around 50. It is still cold outside. Now, we are picking up a little bit. 33 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. 31 at the Highlands. 28 in my backyard in Elm Grove. And what do you have here? You've probably gone up a bit, I'm guessing. We are at 28. 28 degrees here at the Watchdog Radio Network Studio. Sunny today, high 50. Sunny tomorrow, high 54. Uh, some rain comes in on Thursday and Friday, but still in the 50s. Cools down a bit for the weekend. That is what you have to look forward to. Uh, it is 9.09 here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Uh, let's see. I had a text. Let me go over to the text line. 304-214-1600. 304-214-1600. Uh, we were talking. We got a text earlier suggesting that Bob and I, since we like to eat so much and go to the buffets and so on, that we should try the all-vegetarian buffet at the Krishna complex down in Marshall County. Uh, I say no on that, but, uh, you know, I, I don't know. If you like vegetarian, go for it. My kids, I, I can't believe, my youngest son especially, you know, he was talking about dinner the other night and how he was making dinner. He's a, he likes to cook. It's all vegetables and stuff. Where, where's the meat? The only time I can do that is summertime. If you have a garden, maybe go out and, and pick some green beans, a nice couple of fresh tomatoes, that type of thing, Howard. But no, I'm not. A, no, I got to have some meat. What, I'm st- what is a vegetarian buffet? Well, it's I a, mean, you know, a buffet full of vegetables, carrots, and celery. I don't know. Some green stuff over there you're not I, quite I, sure I of. Bob mentioned that in his younger days, yes, you, you got very young. Christmas, and you were thinking about in your younger days, you know, maybe some of those Krishna women, right? We were trying to get next to the Krishna young girls, yes. Women, women, women not girls. Often service text lines. <laughs> Women. With the Krishna, you got to be careful. <laughs> Women. Uh, again, at the time, no problems anymore. Uh, Frio Stack, auction service text line. Slider probably found out why they call the Krishna women the hairy critters. Yeah, you can see that. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll just leave that sit. <laughs> Not right. a lot of razors out there, Howard. <laughs> just leave it sit right there. Um, every time we bring this up and somebody brings this, this up, yeah, Howard, you should read Monkey on a Stick. I've read Monkey on a Stick. It's a good book. It is a true book, true story. All the people involved in the Krishna, the days, the troubles of the Krishna community, you know, uh, the police and so on are all all involved in putting it together. Uh, I, I lived through that period of time, had them on my show at the time, and we went through it. Yeah, but Monkey on a Stick is a good book. I mean, yeah. it is a very good book. It's true to, I mean, the story is correct, and, and it gives you a sense of what things were like down there. So I'm not quite sure. They don't murder people out there anymore, do they, Howard? They don't. No, they don't. I know. I've told this story a thousand times. In the early days, when they first began to have rumors and rumblings of bad things happening in the Christian community, I had Swami Bhaktapada on my show, and he came into the studio. And I joked. I said, ha, 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 ha. Found any more dead bodies out there, have you, Swami? Little did I know. No, there were still some out there. There were still some out there. Yikes. Uh, 9-12 on the Watchdog Morning Show. So we were talking last hour. Carter Bank, which is the bank that uh, is owed $300 million by Governor Justice's companies, and they have been now given permission by the courts to go after the justice companies and collect their assets however they can. We've heard the talk of them getting the chopper and selling it. Uh, and most recently, Carter Bank was going to put property for the Greenbrier Sporting Club, not the Greenbrier itself, but the Sporting Club, which is the property sort of surrounding the Greenbrier, private equity uh, club. Uh, much of it is actually on Greenbrier property. The Sam Snead Golf Course is part of the I- items that are going up for auction to try to collect their money. But the Carter Bank folks this week said they're going to delay that. Uh, there's concern about how the people who actually are members of that club are going to respond to this. And so so they're delaying that. The question you asked Bob earlier was: Is there where's the is there three hundred million out there anyplace? I mean, we justices, attorneys have in court filings in the past said there's no money. We got no money. We can't pay. We got no money. So I have a suggestion for him. 
He likes Donald Trump. He follows Donald Trump in many, so many different ways. Donald Trump has launched a GoFundMe campaign to pay his legal fees. Um, the GoFundMe has a goal of $355 million. That's the amount that he was ordered by the judge recently to pay in penalties in a civil fraud case. Uh, and, and listen to this. As of Saturday night, almost $200,000 has been raised. Nice. People are contributing to Trump to pay his legal fees. Now, I just think this is ludicrous. But you know what? Maybe J.J. ought to think about that. I think he would do well. I don't, I don't know if he would do as well as Trump. But has anybody seen any big shots from the uh, kingdom of Saudi Arabia around this week, Howard? <laughs> I haven't seen anybody around. The phones work, though. Maybe he caused, you know, he made some contacts during the uh, when they came and played golf there. I, Two I don't billion, know. no problem. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah. I, need, I just need three. Uh, I just need three hundred millions. That, that'll be enough to get me out of Carter Bank. Maybe a little bit more because I got some other banks after me too. But you know, maybe like half a billion. That might be. Can you help me out there? That's probably worth a hole on the course, isn't it? Something like that. I, I'm betting that's where he's going to get rescued from. You think I, so? Well, because he's got he's got that golf course, and he's got a connection there. Yeah, yeah he's got a connection there. Anyways, I, it struck me since Trump is doing this, hey, JJ might start a GoFundMe campaign. And I don't know if I'll laugh or cry if tomorrow we discover that J.J. has started a GoFundMe campaign. 9.15 on the Watchdog Morning Show. Joe Manchin, what's he going to do? He's not running for re-election. Now he says he's not running for president. There aren't many opportunities out there beyond that in the political world. Is his political career done? Is his career done? Is it time to just say, hey, I think he's 76. Is it time to say, hey, you know. Let's Gail and I are going to go and travel a little bit and have a good time. They're, they don't need to worry about money, I guess. So I don't know. We'll talk to Hoppy Kirchhoff about that. He's coming up next here on the Watchdog Morning Show. I was the first in my family to go to college. I was looking to switch careers. I wanted the highest quality, but most affordable option for a degree. No matter where you are in life, West Virginia Northern Community College can make your dream of a college degree a reality. With over half of our students being first-generation college students and free tuition for many programs, Northern is the right choice for you. I can go to college. West Virginia Northern Community College. You belong here. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at steelusa.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. Don't just listen. Be part of all of our shows. Use the Frio Stack Auction Service Hotline. Call or text us at 304-214-1600. The Frio Stack Auction Service Hotline. Your direct connection to the watchdog. Is your business protected from cyber threats? In today's world, it's more important than ever to have a cybersecurity plan in place. But with so many different solutions out there, it can be hard to know where to start. That's where Omni Strategic Technologies comes in. We're a technology support firm with a strong focus on cybersecurity. We have a team of local experts who can help you assess your risks, develop a plan, and implement the right tools to serve and protect your business. If you want to get serious about cybersecurity, choose Omni Strategic Technologies for the peace of mind knowing that your business is protected and prepared. Broadcasting from the Ohio Valley, talking about the Ohio Valley. We're live and local. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. When I was a little boy, I was just a boy. the devil called my name. I, was just a boy. I say now, Sunday quiet. Oh, my mama loves me. She loves me. She gets down on her knees and hugs me. Oh, she loves me like a rock. 
918, 18 after the hour, Watchdog Morning Show, Tuesday style, 33 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. We have bumped above the freezing mark now on this very frigid morning. 33 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 31 at the Highlands, 28 in my backyard in Elm Grove, my weather station, and 33 degrees here at the Watchdog Radio Network Studios. going to be sunny, a high of 50 today, into the 50s and sunny tomorrow. 50s the rest of the week, but rain comes in on Thursday and Friday, cools down for the weekend. And big story in West Virginia, one of the big stories in West Virginia has been Joe Manchin. Um, first, he decided not to run for re-election. Uh, then he was toying with uh, running for president. Now he has decided not to run for president. Hoppy Kerchival is here with us. He is the Manchin Whisperer in West Virginia. So, good morning, Mr. Kerchival. I am not. In fact, I was out of the state. I had no idea, like everybody else. I found out on the news. So um, I think my ability to know what Manchin's going to do is vastly overestimated. How about that? <laughs> well, we will pretend like you do have more information, <laughs> and, we'll, and we'll talk about it this morning. You know, it was interesting to me. Manchin was scheduled to be on this show on Friday morning. That was, oh, you could have had the scoop. Well, you know, I, and, and then Thursday night, uh, his team called and said, you know, we have to reschedule. As you well know, that happens a lot. No, no big deal. Um and then Friday, of course, he announced that he wasn't running for re-election. I, 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 I just wonder if it was a quick decision. I can't believe they scheduled him to do a, an interview, you know, without thinking that through. I, I don't know. Um, do you think this was a quick decision on his part? Manchin makes snap decisions. Well, I, I, I do. And, and I think that, and again, the, some of this is just people I've talked to and interviews with him and speculation. As I said in the commentary, actually, and you know this, that Manchin is really pretty famous for delaying decisions, I think, going back and forth, you know, on one hand this, on one hand this. And whenever he was thinking about, you know, running for reelection or running for governor again or running for president, and people would ask me, what's he, what do you think he's going to do? And I would say, well, who talked to him last? And, you know, the answer at 3 o'clock in the afternoon may be different at 10 o'clock in the morning. I mean, that's just we've come to know him over the years. So, But it seems like he reached this decision fairly quickly because he'd really just started this campaign of going across the country and talking with groups about a third way and looking into the possibility of running for president as a third party uh, or with the um, uh, unity party, and said he was going to make a final decision after uh, Super Tuesday in early March. And then he just kind of came out Friday and made that decision. And my understanding is that a couple of things happened. One was that he uh, the failure of the um, uh, border bill uh, impacted him. To him, it was sort of another example of the of, of the failure of Congress to reach a compromise on something. And the other was a little more personal. I know he spent some time with his family back in West Virginia, and, and the accident involving his wife, Gail, and something dawned on him, I believe, about family, uh, about things he had missed over the years, and maybe, you know, getting a little older, he's going to be 77 in August, and just thinking, you know what, <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> and, I, and I think it, it may have come down to be, as, to be as simple as that, just a culmination of things that eventually add up to one finally making a decision like, you know what, I'm over it. You know, he's talked so much in recent months and past year or so about trying to find uh, a way to work in a bipartisan way and to find a way to get compromised, look for more moderates and all that sort of stuff. And every time I ha have talked to him, I, I kind of joke, I say, you know, you, you, don't you know in this environment you're beating your head against the wall? And I'm just wondering if at some point maybe the border deal was the, the final thing where he says, you know what, it's not worth the effort anymore. I, I'm not making headway. We're not able to work together. And um, uh, combined with the, the personal things, maybe it's just, it's just time to say I've done enough. Yeah, it, it certainly has that feel to it. Uh, somebody asked me yesterday, so what, what, what's Manchin's end game? What's he, what's he doing here? And I thought, I'm not sure there is. I have, I have some thoughts about that, and I don't think he just, like, disappears. But I don't think he did this to say this is an avenue to something else. I, did not, I not, didn't get the feel there was this alternative uh, motive 
that was uh, that was involved here. You know, also think about this, Howard. Is that we know Manchin is the deal maker, right? I yep. mean, he wants to get a deal. He always has since he entered politics. The the biggest deal he ever did in Congress was the Inflation Reduction Act, the ill-named Inflation Reduction Act, which his uh, office wrote the energy section, which includes a lot of stuff. There's a lot of green energy stuff in there, but there's a lot of stuff for West Virginia. There's the completion of the Mountain Valley Pipeline. There's things in there that he truly believes are good for West Virginia, and I I do too. I think there's just a lot of uh, investment there for West Virginia. And what's happened? You know this. He's been absolutely excoriated for that. Oh, you kowtowed to buy in a state that is heavily Donald Trump. So you do something that in your heart you believe is very good for West Virginia, and you get absolutely killed over it. So, And that, that is representative of the politics of today, and I think that contributed too. Like, wow, you do something you think is – you know in your heart is right, and – that's what happens. You know, you get thrown under the bus over it. Um, and again, I'm not, I'm not making his argument. I'm relating to you what I believe his, his uh, feelings are about that. I was talking to Dave McKinley over the weekend, former congressman, and uh, he's another guy who voted for yeah. that act and, and uh, said he thought he did, you know, and still says he thought he did what was best for his state and absolutely got slaughtered at the polls because of it. Absolutely. Yeah, so. because what's what's the simplicity of our politics today? And that is, okay, you're for Trump or you're for Biden or you're against Trump. And everything gets put in that category, right? Everything is categorized like that. And there's really not a, not much deep diving that's done there and certainly not a lot of um, – uh, not a lot of compromising that's out there. The, the title of your commentary yesterday, I think it was yeah, yesterday, Mansion Moves On, and I jotted down as I printed that out to have here in front of me as we talk, uh, to what? Mansion Moves On to what? I mean, what 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 what, what does he do? Does, does he just I, – I, I, I thought of Jay Rockefeller. You know, when Rockefeller said, I'm done, he was kind of done, and that was it. Yeah. And, and, yeah. He, and he faded away from public view, and that was it. Uh, is that where Manchin heads now, or is there some other venue out there that he either wants, or do you think he, I don't know. What do you think? Moves on to well, what? I, I, good question. A couple of things. One is, again, like you, who knows Manchin, I can't imagine if he, because he'll be out of the Senate in January, and I, I, I would imagine by whatever that day is, the following day at noon, he's going to be calling people like, hey, buddy, what are we doing? <laughs> What's going on? I mean, he'll just be bored to tears, right? But I, I, if you take him at his word, then there's a couple things. One is more family time, uh, just not having to do the things that you are have been required to do in public office for over 40 years, be here, be there, be the other place, take this phone call. So there, there's, there's the relief of not having to do that, which opens other opportunities. And he seems committed to this, um, this effort that he is putting together with his daughter, uh, Heather Manchin, of just, again, trying to find this, this middle way uh, that is out there. Um, and he's, he's still going to go out and speak and continue, continue those efforts. I forget the name of the organization. I got it here somewhere. Americans Together. So he's created this Americans Together organization, which is run by his daughter, uh, Heather Manchin, formerly known as Heather Bresch. And I think, he's, I think he'll be in demand to go around the country and speak and talk about this middle way that he thinks is out there. And, and I think he'll be in demand. I think he'll be in demand on the cable channels uh, to come on and talk. So I, I think his profile will still be relatively high. Somebody uh, said to me earlier this morning, texted uh, one of our listeners texted in and said, um, uh, you know, maybe he, maybe there's a cabinet position for him. I said, well, look, here's here's the situation. Uh, it's, he certainly would have no position in a Trump administration because he's spoken terribly about Trump. And right now he's not too fond of Biden. So if Biden gets right. So, I mean, that doesn't seem to be uh, you'd ask me that two years ago. I said that might be an option. I don't think that really is much of an option right now. It would not seem so, Howard, because when asked on Talkline and also on a national program whether he'll support Joe Biden, he said, I don't know. I don't know. To be to be determined. I'm not sure. Well, somebody looking for a cabinet position would, would not be saying, <laughs> may, may, may have making those kinds of, of statements. And, and, and look, uh, he's disillusioned with Biden on a couple of things. He thinks Biden on a lot of things has gone too far to the left. And so he's not, as of today, he's not a good fit. 
with the Biden administration. So another lo- line that one of my listeners used this morning in a text to me uh, was, um, "I think he's just tuckered out." That was the phrase. I think he's tuckered out. I think that's a good. I think that's a good uh, rural phrase. Um, and Manchin, look, he's going to be 77, but he's, he's a young 77. He still has a lot of energy. But everybody wears down. I think everybody wears down at some point. You know, Howard, I wrote a piece, the, the piece you referenced, and I said that for lifetime politicians, and we've known a lot of them, either they either they, they, they have trouble giving up the power and prestige that goes with the office, although there's less prestige than there used to be, and they either lose an election – which is humiliating, or they die in office, and neither is very appealing. And this way, uh, if, if you look at the cliche, when one door closes, another opens, that he, he can chart his own future. Uh, and that I think that maybe he sees that as, as very appealing. And um, I forget, I think I was talking to Starwalt yesterday, and that, that Washington scene now, Howard, that is a grind. And I think it wears on people physically and emotionally. And on on half your day, you know, part of your day is spent trying to work on whatever you're working on. Another part of the day is you're expected to be uh, to spew vitriol about the other side. And then the third part of the day is you got to go across the street and raise money. I mean, I don't think I don't think it's the greatest job in the world now like it used to be. Manchin is a guy who always has wanted to get things done, do some work. I was talking with our Pentagon reporter in the last hour of the show, and uh, Tom and I were talking about the fact that so much of Capitol Hill anymore is more about making the speeches, getting on the TV yes. shows, uh, you know, as opposed to working on policy issues or addressing the concerns of of the country. And, and I think Manchin. I, mean, I don't think I know. He said it to you and many people. I, he, I think that just bothers him immensely that we they're not buckling down to do any work. No, that's I agree, and that's been that's the trend now, right? Is that is that a number of the pol- politicians that America could name or identify are not necessarily people who are there who are trying to like keep their head down and grind out policy. They're just they're looking for hits. They're looking for hits on social media. They're looking to get on cable channels. They're looking to articulate a point of view. It's much more about that for some than it is about policy. Uh, and that's that I think does not speak well. I'm not judging uh, Republicans or Democrats on it. I'm just saying that's been a trend and that does not bode well for for democracy. Free uh, our uh, text line this morning just now. Uh, Manchin maybe a regular on CNN? Question mark. Well, again, I think a guy like Manchin will be in demand. Uh, he, he is, you know, one thing, Howard, is that when you're not, when you're in office, you have to be careful, right, about what you say, because if you're going to be running for re-election, anything you say may be held against you. It's, it's like a Miranda warning, you know, <laughs> <laughs> right? It, anything you, you say the, may be you held. You have the right to remain silent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anything you say may be held against you or taken out of context. So not running is liberating. Uh, And I think Manchin, um, who sometimes can be a little fungible in in his answers, that's liberating for him. And he's an opinionated guy. You've talked to him off air, too. So, yeah, I think he would be desirable on the cable channels to come on and weigh in on things. I would think uh, that that would be an an option for him. And I think uh, they would probably be highly happy to to have him. So... um... Uh, I don't know. We'll have to see. I, I, I think I was I was intrigued by the way he answered the Gail Manchin question yesterday. Uh, he couldn't have been surprised by it, but I, I, I got a sense of real introspection when you asked him that question yesterday. I mean, I got a sense he was actually, you know, it wasn't a pat answer. It wasn't a, he was, he was kind of reflecting as he was talking to you. That's the impression I got, at least. Yeah, Howard, me too. And, and I talked to him uh, after the accident and just off air, and the first thing he said to me was, if that vehicle that was eluding police had arrived a fraction of a second earlier, Gail would be dead. And It wakes you the, up. Yeah, those are moments, aren't they? 
those are moments where you you stop and you don't you're not planning for that and all of a sudden there's that moment and it does you are forced into introspection about what's important and maybe that fades over time i mean sometimes it does we have a tendency to move on but that that gives you pause howard i mean it about the fragility of life you're not going to go on forever uh things happen that you don't expect or want to happen and that's that's <laughs> i got that too uh, and, and, you know, Howard, sometimes when we interview these politicians, we don't think of them as real people, Correct. <laughs> right, with lives and yeah. families yep. and spouses yep. and avocations, and they are. And, um, you know, at some point you go like, you know what? Um, so I, I think that to what degree it factored in, I don't know, but I, I definitely think it factored in his decision. So talking to Manchin and looking at where he's at and, and, and thinking about the fragility of life and all that kind of stuff, got you thinking? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I have a, I have a very – I mean, I'll be, I'll be 69 this month. Well, how old are you? 70. I'll be 71 in July. 70, yeah. So about the same and age. I have a very, very dear friend, one of my closest friends – uh, from who I've known since college, and she's married to one of my lifelong friends, and she's dying of cancer. Mm. Uh, she probably has a couple months left, if that. And we've been very close to them over the last four or five years as she's struggled with ovarian cancer and put up a heck of a battle. And um, so, and I'm not. That's not unique to me. We all have, you know, you've had health issues, and we all think about those things, whether it's about us personally or about people who are near and dear to us. I just got back from Texas where I visited with my our son and his wife, and they're starting their family soon. And so, um, look, I, I love what I do, and I, I know you do too. And uh, we all have – I don't think we'd be doing this, be doing this if we didn't have egos and and, and get something out of it. Right. I mean, you think, well, I like being on the radio. I like doing what I'm doing. But um, you do think about those things, right? I, every day, every every, uh, every day. And certainly I, I ask you that question because I thinking about you Manchin, think about it. It, 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 a lot of what Manchin had to say hits home with, you know, with with me as well. So, well, I, what do you I mean, I think you'll, you're the guy, though. I think you are the guy that they'll have to come in and pry the mic away. Oh, Howard just keeled over. Pry the mic away from his hand. And, uh, you know, Hoppy, as I know you have done because you've written about it, I have, in the last couple of years, I've gone back and forth from from deciding I'm picking the date right now to, no, no, I think I'll be here for the next five years. I, I, I go back and oh, forth really? on that. Yeah, you know. And I know you've written about that, too. You, you, you get in that moment where you think, maybe it's time, and then you go, no, I'm enjoying this too much. So um, right now, I'm still having a, a good time, and uh, Still get to spend time with my grandkid and you know grandchildren now. I am, I am now a great granddaddy. God help me. Oh really? Yeah. So uh, holy cow. <laughs> so, but so it's, and I think the things that that you and I are talking about are things that people of our age always just talk about and think about. And um, it's it's uh, I, th I think we're, we're on one hand we're both you and I are blessed to be in a job where we have as much security as anybody can have in these jobs and doing the things that we love that that's a blessing so we're not like oh my god i hate this i can't wait to retire those kinds of things so that that's a blessing that gives you some latitude to think about these things absolutely correct uh, one one last thing about mansion do you think he'll dig in for the final few months of his term and try and get something done while he is still in the senate or um or not what can you do? Uh -huh. That's a... <laughs> what, what can you do? I mean, I thought, I thought that the border bill was a pretty good bill. I mean, James Lankford, the most one of the most conservative Republicans in the Senate, negotiated the bill uh, for Republicans, and it didn't even get to come up for a vote. I mean, what can you do? Maybe uh, you know, maybe you could have a resolution honoring Flag Day. I mean, but I. <laughs> That's a, what could no, you it's possibly a, it's, do? It's a, which, I, which I guess year. is why he's finally said, you know, I this is I'm beating my. I, he didn't say this, but beating my head against a wall. Maybe it's time to just, just I can't do it. Let somebody else take pick up the wand. I don't know. Uh, it, I, I mean, seriously, we have. I, I just I think it's I think it's I think in terms of 
legislation and policy, and and I'm a big believer in, in compromise and bipartisan agreement. I think that's the best way to govern. This is a real depressing time for me. I just it's, and I'm not choosing a party on that. I'm just saying that it's it's depressing. All right. You have to get ready for hotline, hotline for talk line, so I need to let you go. Uh, what's up today on talk line? I assume you'll talk more about Mansion, obviously. Well, now that I've got everybody depressed, uh, <laughs> but we'll talk about policy. <laughs> well, you know, Howard, there's a there's a big um, there's a second reading of a bill uh, in 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 the House. Um, House, yes, the House today, and second reading is amendment stage on whether or not to allow school teachers to carry guns. Right. So that's coming up today. We'll talk about uh, talk about that. And uh, gosh, something else, something else. I guess I should be more prepared here. Wait a minute. Oh, um, we're going to talk with WVU rifle coach John Hammond. You know, they've had an outstanding season. They're in a running for a national championship, and the uh, and the NCAA championships will be at WVU. Uh, this year, so that's kind of a neat, kind of a neat story. And also, we'll talk about the legislation that would criminalize uh, subject uh, museum curators yeah, and uh, librarians to criminal penalties if they allow minors to access "quote unquote" obscene material. Yeah, that's that's a, to me a scary bill, but um, it is. I agree with you, which is scary. Well, that's scary too, but I agree with you on that. All right, Hop, get ready for talk line. We'll be listening, and I will talk to you again soon. Thanks for your time. Thank you, my Appreciate Take it. Care. Thanks. Bye-bye. Hoppy Kirchival, statewide talk line, comes up at 10.06. I hope he's ready because I kept him a good while here this morning. It's 9.40, of the hour. Here is Taylor Long. Good Tuesday morning, everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your 7 News headlines on this February the 20th. Audrey Williams, a resident of Glencoe, shared her distress with 7 News about how water runoff is wrecking havoc on her home and her property. She pointed out the trouble started when a well pad was constructed in their vicinity. Now, every time it rains, they have to deal with water gushing into their lawn and seeping into their basement. Despite their concerns, the gas and oil drilling company responsible for the well pad remains adamant that their operations are not the source of the water issues. However, Audrey insists that they never had such problems before, not even during the floods of 2004. She says she has knocked on every possible door for help from the Belmont County Commission to the governor, but to no avail. Ascent Resources, the well pad owners, shared with us that Audrey has reported water issues to Congressman Bill Johnson back in 2012, a good three years before the well pad was even built. They also clarified that the road near the house has been there for a long time and hasn't been modified by them or any previous well pad owners. Stay with 7 News for updates. And investigations are ongoing into a series of robberies in Belmont County. The latest incident happened at the Rich Oil Gas Station on Noble Street in Bel Air. The suspect, a six-foot-tall white man dressed in black with camo-striped sleeves, demanded money without showing a weapon and fled north. He's believed to be linked to two other robberies in Bel Air. If you have any information, you're urged to reach out to police at 740-676-3322. In other news, there's a search underway for a thin-built robber who dashed into the Coleraine Dollar General on Friday evening, swiped the cash register drawer, and made a quick exit. Dressed head-to-toe in black, the suspect was last seen heading west in a vehicle. Belair police are trying to figure out if this is the same person behind the other robberies in the area. If you've got any information that could help, you're urged to call the Belmont County Sheriff's Office at 740-695-7933. That was a look at your headlines. Have a terrific Tuesday. I'm Taylor Long, working for you. Judge Ron Wilson was born and raised his family here in West Virginia. He is the most experienced judge in our mountain state. During his years serving the citizens of Hancock, Brook, and Ohio counties, Judge Wilson was selected to sit on the Supreme Court, was voted Judge of the Year, and was selected in 2023 for judicial excellence. Let's keep Judge Ron Wilson. I'm Judge Ron Wilson, and I respectfully ask for your vote. Paid for by the committee to keep Ron Wilson judge. Bring the whole posse for a weekend of Nailers hockey. On Saturday, the 24th, it's Country Night. See national recording star Jason Michael Carroll in concert after the game, presented by Generations. Before then, it's Frosty Friday and $2 beers, both games 7-10. Finish with Screen Time Sunday and post-game skate. Puck drops 4-10. A great weekend of hockey featuring Willing Nailers Country Night and Jason Michael Carroll. Call 304-234-GOLD or go to wheelingnailers.com. Yeehaw! 
Live from the Robinson Auto Group Studios in the heart of the Ohio Valley, this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Politely, we let you in sometimes, and we'll let you in even more likely if you bring food. <laughs> it's just, I'm just saying. 17 to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Temperature rising, 33 degrees still at the Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 31 at the Highlands, 35 uh, in my backyard in Elm Grove, and 36 here at the Watchdog Radio Network Studios. Look for a good couple of days. Sunny and a high of 50 today, sunny into the 50s tomorrow, 50s for the rest of the work week. But the rain will come in on Thursday and Friday, and we see temperatures drop down to the 40s over the weekend. You know, um, Tom Scuteri and I talked, Bob, about how how hard it is to get things done on Capitol Hill anymore, that most of the, so many of the elected officials now just want to be on TV. They want to make Political statements is all about, you know, owning the libs or beating the conservatives or what have you. Policy gets by the wayside. Um, Hoppy and I just touched on that as well. I don't post on X, the former Twitter, very often. I, I, I feel like I've gone, I feel like I need a bath once I've read X. But I posted a piece, just a, a short comment a couple days ago, which has gotten more views than anything I've ever posted before. And I'm simply talking about the legislature in West Virginia. It says, this legislative session has produced nothing of substance to move West Virginia forward. It's a year of right-wing manufactured outrage. There are reasonable Republicans. When will they begin to speak out? When will the common-sense West Virginian wake up from the drunken night of Trump and start thinking for themselves? From the left and from the right, there is a way out of this fever dream and we're living that we are living in. I also said you go flu because it was a comment that Flu Hardy had made. Uh, you know, I, I believe there are people out there that they say they're, they're you know, they're, they're, I'm Trump, Trump, Trump. But I think there are people out there who are willing. I don't care. I, I'm happy to disagree with people on policy. It's just I can't, the, the folks who are so you know, who believe that Trump is not a con man, who believe that the election was stolen. All that. There have to be reasonable people out there, Republicans or Democrats. When will they speak up? I don't think so, Howard, because we had an example last week, uh, Shelley Moore Capito uh, uh, endorsed Donald Trump. What did he do? He insulted her son, said, don't vote for him. Right. You know, I don't know what else he said, but pretty much. Told her rhino. Yeah, yeah I, I don't think she has uh, stood back up against him. No, she's hoping that goes away and he'll forget. The guy is a tyrant. People act like he is a tyrant. Big shot, big politicians treat him like a tyrant. And he they are afraid of him. I mean, elected officials are plain and simple afraid of him. But there have to be, amongst the, the people, the people, not there have to be people out there who are willing to say we've got to change this? I mean, I think you. I don't know how big of a, a follower. I think you agree with her. I don't know half the time, maybe most of the time. But look at her again, Howard. She's true blue, West Virginia. Insulted yeah. her son, said, "Get out of here! I don't need your endorsement. In fact, I'm going to do what I can to keep your son from being governor." And yet she just accepts it. And 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 Capito, you're absolutely right. I look. And this is what I'm talking about. Look, I disagree. And another good example, I talked to Dave McKinley over the weekend. I disagree with Shelley Moore Capito on issues. I disagree with her on positions she takes. But I think she is a, she takes positions on issues that are policies, you know. Generally speaking, she cares about West Virginia. Dave McKinley was the same way. Dave and I talked about this just this weekend. Dave and I disagreed vociferously over his time in office. But we stayed friends because I respected what he did, and he, I respected that he was working on issues. He wasn't out to make a point and until he came against a guy, uh, up against a guy whose only point was to make a point, and that was Mooney. 
and he got trounced. And I think with, the, again, uh, Shelley Moore Capito, I think it might say a little bit more what her thinking uh, in the future is, Howard, because can she get elected without – if things go even halfway that gives you and I nightmares at night – if that happens, can she get elected, reelected? If Donald Trump says no, well, I don't want you here. I don't. I. I don't know. There's any. Yeah. I mean, that's. It's, it's, God knows. But I, if she didn't have a political future, you think she would squawk more? Yeah. But she's not saying much, so Again, I think she still thinks she has a political elected future. Elected officials are afraid of him, and I don't know. I don't get it. I like Shelley Moore Capito. Again, I don't agree with her most of the time, but I like her. And again, I, please, please give me Republicans I can argue with over policy, and I am happy. I love it. You know, we used to have that on this show. We used to be able to argue people about, no, I, you know, you, you're talking about tax breaks for big businesses, and I think we need more money for the people who are poor. That's a fair argument to have. But we don't do that anymore. You know, if, if someone knew the history of the Moore family here in West Virginia, you would think he would have blurted that out well, about the problems that Arch had. But maybe he's just, you know, he's not aware of that yet, Howard. Ten till the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Bob, uh, not Bob Slider. Bob Slider is here. I'm right here, Howard. Uh, Bob Westfall may be coming up next. Sports Map Radio is on all night long. Tune in to get up to the minute sports coverage on FM 98.1, AM 1600. We, we are the Watchdog. Bring the whole posse for a weekend of Nailers hockey. On Saturday, the 24th, it's Country Night. See national recording star Jason Michael Carroll in concert after the game, presented by Generations. Before then, it's Frosty Friday and $2 beers, both game 710. Finish with Screen Time Sunday and Post Game Skate, Puck Drops 410. A great weekend of hockey featuring Willing Nailers Country Night and Jason Michael Carroll. Call 304-234-GOLD or go to wheelingnailers.com. Yeehaw! My name is Mike Campsey. I am an interventional cardiologist and the chief of cardiology at Wheeling Hospital. I think the value of HVI in this region is tremendous. We offer such a wide spectrum of services from prevention to intervention. We're going to get the patient in as quickly as possible. That's the most tremendous benefit to the patients in this region is we, we're here 24 seven, we're available to see somebody. The Highland Sports Complex is the Ohio Valley's most exciting place to play. A state-of-the-art facility offering fun for the whole family with a climbing wall, arcade, indoor turf, hardwood courts, classes and camps for kids and adults. Plus, you can take a break in the on-site cafe. Learn more online at hitthehighlands.com or better yet, stop in and visit the Highlands Sports Complex at the top of the hill off I-70. On FM, on AM, online, on demand, and on video, we are where you are. The Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe is here now. at 951 9 to the hour hoppy Kirchwell coming up 1006 this morning um, the, the point I was making when I mentioned the Twitter uh, the X post that I had put up a couple of days ago was I, I've had more response to this more impressions and more reactions than I've had to anything else I posted on Twitter now I want to be clear I have a very low Twitter profile I don't do a lot on Twitter on X um, but I was amazed at how many people were reposting and forwarding it and commenting on it. And, you know, my thought was that they were agreeing with me. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. My thought was they're agreeing with me that out there somewhere there have to be responsible Republicans and Democrats who are willing to see a change in this state. Maybe they're just agreeing with me that this, this session has been a bust and that's all they wanted to make a point of. But I just it's been the most response I've ever gotten to a Twitter feed. And this Republican, if they're out there, would have to be a very high-profile politician, someone that when they speak, everyone listens. Is there anyone out there? Probably well, not. No, you know, I guess I'm thinking more of at the polls. Can are there are there voters who are willing to say, 
we've got to have a change. We're going to vote for something different as opposed to these culture war Republicans we have in the legislature right now, as an example. Would, would, I, but but you got to have somebody run, first of all. Would the nation listen to George Bush, W? I mean, is he the highest, is he the most powerful Republican next to, to Donald Trump? Uh, where sure. if he spoke to the nation, they might pay a little bit of attention or they think it's all politics? I, I think, unfortunately, anymore, I think it, it still all comes down to, you know, all politics. Listen, you have Republicans now who don't even want to listen to, to Ronald, I mean, Ronald Reagan doesn't, but people who say, this is what Ronald Reagan believed and it's different from what we're doing. And people go, Reagan, who cares about him? You know, I mean, we've, we've gone so far, the Republican Party has gone so far off the rail. And again, I want to say that I don't hate Republicans. I love having a good, honest debate over policy with Republicans. But I just, you can't have a policy debate anymore. And to answer your question, the picture I have is what, maybe a, an eight-minute infomercial where that high profile, like if it was on the Democratic side, I think, Barack Obama would have a lot of juice yes. to speak out against something. But I don't know if there's a Republican there. I mentioned George W. And eight minutes just going through the sheet, not scandalous, not slander, but just the truth about Donald Trump and the dangers of Donald Trump. Somewhere it's, somewhere it's got to come to an end. That's all I can say. Six before the hour here on the uh, Watchdog Morning Show. Uh, yes, I, I did know that, and I, I it is a slight correction I have to make. Uh, when Shelley Moore Capito made her uh, endorsement of Donald Trump, uh, and then the next day there was a response uh, calling her a rhino and calling uh, calling for, for people to vote against her son. It was actually, and I made a mistake the first day. I thought I corrected the second day. It was Donald Trump Jr. that posted that. But he posted it in his, as, in his father's name. You know, He said, you're, you're a rhino. And we, the Trump family, are going to vote, you know, going to vote. That is a little different. It is. It is. And I I do want to make that correct. I thought I did. The first day, I I had that wrong. And then I did catch it the second day, and I thought I corrected that. Maybe I didn't. So thank you for uh, the text on that. Is that Bob? Mr. Westfall is here. Good morning, Bob. Hey, what's up? Are you awake this morning? I'm always awake in the morning. Well, I'm just because Adam Fike said he didn't get much sleep last night. He sounded like he was ready to go take a nap in the weather center. I just thought, want to see if was if you oh, okay. were if you were still awake. Well, bright eyed, bushy tailed. Let's get it going. You sound pretty good. Yeah, you sound good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, doing pretty good. How about you? Uh, I'm good. You know what I always tell you? It's almost time. It's almost quitting time for me. I know it's just getting started time for you, but it's almost quitting time for me. I'm feeling good about it. So. Uh, and I have plans for lunch today. Don't know where I'm going, but going with a friend of mine. So uh, we'll go do something, and that means I get to eat. And so all is good. What you working on today? All right, working on a few things today. Uh, the Ohio Valley Construction Trades had their breakfast annual breakfast meeting this morning. We were there this morning. Um, talked to Mitch Carmichael on a couple things uh, dealing with Cleveland Cliffs. I've uh, got an update on that. What the state is working on uh, with that situation, as you know. Uh, uh, Cleveland Cliffs uh, has said that they're going to shut down uh, the old Weirton plant, um, uh, what, in uh, April, um, because of the tariff situation. So we're going to get an update from uh, Mitch Carmichael on that. So we're dealing with that today. Uh, a couple other things. Got an update on the Edinaville Bridge. Uh, Charlie Reynolds called this morning. Let us know that bids are going out uh, for demolition of that old bridge. It looks like they're hoping to get started around July of next year. So uh, a little bit over a year before demolition starts. Charlie said, you know, worst case scenario, it'll take about a year to get the bridge down. So we'll have an update on that. Uh, a couple other cool things. Uh, and, uh, and Thomas, we all knew Ann. Uh, sure, very well. Uh, fantastic human being. Uh, the library has started a lecture series during uh, Black History Month um, the dealing uh, with uh, issues and stuff like that. So we're going to check that out today. Danny Maris is going over to get that today. Uh, and right now as we speak, Annalise Murphy is in Marshall County. They're dealing with that shortfall when it came to the mistake uh, for oil and natural gas uh, money. So we're going through that right now. Um, just see if we can make heads or tails out of it, because uh, at times it uh, seems very confusing, and uh, and other broadcast facilities in the valley kind of gummed it up when they reported it wrong. So, we, uh, we, uh, we did a segment on it, yes- it right. We did a segment on it yesterday, and I'm I have to admit I'm still thoroughly totally confused um, uh, about that. Except to say that apparently there's some there's a serious problem. I think 30 million total dollars lost to right. various states, uh, various counties. I mean. 
Uh, uh, Steve Adams from the Ogden paper told us yesterday, 15 million to Tyler County alone. Um, right. So yeah. it, it's a mess. And I don't fully yeah. understand it. I'll be brutally honest with you, but it, it is a mess. Uh, so apparently a public hearing going on right now uh, as we speak in Marshall County and Elise Murphy's down there. We'll have a little bit on that at noon, then we'll have much more uh, tonight at, uh, looks like, um, 5 o'clock. So uh, those are some of the bigger things we're working on today. Check it out at WTRF.com. Always on air at noon, 5, 6, 10, 11, 5.30 for the region-wide show. And, of course, carry Channel 7 in your pocket. Storm Tracker 7 app and the news app. A delightful pair to have on your smartphone. You know the news when it happens, especially if you have a set for push notifications. Bob, good talking to you. We'll do it, let's see, tomorrow's Wednesday, so I'll talk to you again on Thursday. All right, guys. Talk to Thursday. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Well, once again, another. So this is this was the day for the big uh, uh, labor thing up at the Ogilvy for breakfast. Sounds like it. Year after year after year after year, I was invited to that. I always went to that. Check your mailbox. Out I there. took time off from the show usually to go to that. It was a big deal. Nothing. Hmm. I got nothing. Hmm. Nothing. Is that where the Pine Room boys are? That's probably where they, that's the, the yeah, my, invita- have a little breakfast. my invitation probably went to the Pine Room boys. Uh, it was a good breakfast, too. But I got to meet a lot of people. A lot of folks from all around the state come to that. It was a big deal. Well, maybe next I year. Got not, I got nothing. ABC covers the world. Hoppy is up next. Bob and I back with you tomorrow morning, 7 o'clock. We're going to go around to the big gig. Have yourself a great day. WKKX Wheeling, FM 97.7, AM 1370, WV. From ABC News, I'm Sherry Preston. A major decision that could impact the future of in vitro fertilization in one state. The Alabama State Supreme Court ruling that frozen embryos qualify as people under its state constitution. Here's ABC's Elizabeth Schulze. The chief justice quoting the Bible, citing the sanctity of unborn life. The case in question involved a patient who managed to access the freezer storing frozen embryos at an Alabama fertility clinic. The patient picked up multiple embryos and mistakenly dropped and destroyed them. The state's high court says that patient can now be held liable in a wrongful death lawsuit. Some doctors and patients fear the IVF treatments could become